Good morning. My name is Steve Dickman, President for Outpost Centers International, and this is a, re a special report we're bringing you on updates from the Ukraine work we've been doing. We're excited today. We have Marcus Alt with us from Advent Relief. Marcus, tell us a little bit about what's happening there in with the work in Ukraine. Ukraine is very busy at the moment. We are shipping the first lorry with a trailer over full of equipment that we need in the hospital. There is a container full of material medical equipment coming in from Turkey, should arrive within the next few days. And our dental unit is getting prepared so we can have a mobile dental clinic to drive around places where there is no dentist at the moment. That's the short of it in Ukraine. We also were able to purchase and distribute quite a few blankets, several hundred so far, and more money coming in so we can purchase some more. And thanks to our partners in Ukraine, they get distributed to the places where they're needed. We also have a nice report from Moldova where we have actually first started doing medical work in this Ukraine response with the refugees in and around Kahul. And just the other day, I heard from our site managers that there is a lady who worked as a translator for the dentist, the first dentist that was there, and he gave her Bible studies. And she was so interested that now she's joining every Sabbath morning for worship at the church there. So we are not actually pushing for evangelistic campaigns, but it's a bit like what Jesus did. You help the people and they start asking questions from themselves. They realize that you're there to help them more than just physically. And just recently we had a Muslim uh, doctor there, a woman, and at first, people were a bit apprehensive, and this is a, a culture where foreigners are not always welcome. But she was such a winning spirit. She did such a good job that everyone loved her, and the, even the, some of the people were crying when she finally left again. So I think it's great to see what cross-cultural mission we can accomplish with the, the work we do there. We also... Uh, had a request. Some people, they donate money for blankets or warm underwear. And now our site managers there asked, do you think we could also buy shoes and clothes for the children there or even the grown-ups? Because some of them, they came, they fled Ukraine and came into Moldova in the summer. So they don't have all the warm clothes. And now the winter is there. Now it's really cold. So I said to him, yes, go ahead buying warm clothes, warm shoes as well. That is certainly within the, the spirit of the donation. Yeah, And so our site managers are working on that. That's amazing. Thank you, Marcus, for taking that initiative and extending our grace to shoes and warm clothes. The idea is to keep them warm. Thank you so much for what you're doing there. We're going to go to Dr. Yuri. Dr. Yuri is on the ground in Ukraine with mobile clinics going from place to place. Dr. Yuri, tell us about what's happening there and how that's having an impact in, in people's lives. Thank you, Brother Steve. Uh, we are blessed. We are fighting in our peaceful manner as Christians and uh, our we have a mobile clinic project as well, and already several hundred patients we have reached in Ukraine and in Ukraine and for former occupied territories as well. And we were blessed to be a partners and we are blessed to be a partners, part, partners to distribute the blankets for the people in the city of Chaki where 
It was heavily bombed on January 9, and several houses lost windows. So we were we distributed several hundreds of these amazing Swiss wool blankets. So you, are, my dear brothers and sisters, really saved lives. And it is an answer on the prayers. City mayor was extremely happy, and he's our brothers in Christ. And to see such a support of his brothers in Christ from, from around the world, he didn't know, he didn't expect, because war is unexpectedly working. And we work it unexpectedly. We just did take it and Lord has blessed. What we see now is to help people with food because winter is a very difficult time in eastern and southeastern regions where our mobile clinics working two days a week. We calculated there is a people who are ready to give us food and, uh, in Germany for free. So if we will just cover travel expenses for a few, we will be able to feed or a person for a $12 a month for a full month's bucket of, and it's amazing and blessing we were able to. So if to combine a medical ministry with a humanitarian mission, with warming, with a food distribution, I feel blessed. I feel blessed. Next, please pray about our ministry and mobile clinics. Next three weeks should be more hot. We will visit the Kherson city, Nikolaev city and Ochakiv city, which is under daily bombing. But uh, there is a people who needs medical care and warm clothing and blankets and food. Thank you for your prayers and for your real support. We were blessed to work together. Thank you, Dr. Yuri. And yes, friends, prayer is a very important component of this project and that we're praying for our brothers and sisters and we're praying for the safety of those who are on the front lines ministering there, risking their lives, going out day by day, and especially into some of these zones where it is more challenging and difficult. I'm going to ask Alexi to bring us a report now. Alexi, what's happening there in, in some of the ministries on the, in some of those areas where we're really challenged? Thank you, Steve. As Well, as everyone knows, OCI is an umbrella organization for several hundreds of ministries around the world, including in Ukraine. And we have some ministries that are directly involved in the war there. Uh, one ministry is located in the, uh, just outside of town of Nergadar, which is the biggest nuclear power station in Ukraine and in Europe. And you, everybody has heard a lot about it on the news. So we have a ministry, a health food ministry there. They have not only production, but a wide distribution chain there. And they've been serving a number of towns in the area, helping to identify people who need food. And they supply that food free of charge to these people. They produce and they distribute. And they've been continuing doing that recently and now, and they are trying to, to do even more, to give people more product. Unfortunately, they were not able, they had to reduce the number of towns serving because of the lack of finances. But currently they are serving food and they receive invitations to come even to farther regions, to southern regions occupied by Russia, because they are on the occupied side of Ukraine. And there, there is a need there too. There are people who need food 
there as well and they've been also doing which is amazing to me but they've also been doing two evangelistic programs right now in two locations and they were able to get some great controversy books and bible studies for these people and so we need to pray for them and we need to continue supporting them because the need there is great and they need financial support to be able to supply food to people and another ministry is located in the city of Poltava. There is a way they used to serve addicts before the war. They provide psychological, professional psychological help, but now they shifted to helping the victims of war. And they've been doing a volunteer work for a number of months. And now they are able to rent a big house where they want to receive residential patients as well. And so they need our continuous support as well because it's, it means more expense, but they can give a more thorough help to these people. But it is exciting to know what impact we're having there in the field with friends with your contributions, your donations. Many hundreds of people are being fed and being encouraged and, and Bible studies happening and just exciting to see what God is doing there. Ostop, give us a little update from your side on what's happening there. Yes, thank you, Steve. And so we're involved in three different towns in Ukraine, providing food, providing resources for blanket distribution. And the work that's happening there right now is that there is a need to send food packages over to people that are stranded that don't have the opportunity to go out and get food. There's also a need to help the drivers that are driving vehicles back and forth across the border that are transporting goods and supplies. And I think that's an important work as well as their vehicles are in need of repairs, their vehicles are in need of service, fuel, and things of that nature. So we're grateful for each one of you that has reached out and has shared their need and their desire to, to support and help in this project. Thank you very much. We appreciate that, Ostop, on that report. Friends, your contributions are making an impact, and we just encourage you to you to be generous with the work that's happening there in the Ukraine. I'm going to take at this point just a short comment from Marcus. I see that uh, Marcus has another comment, and then Dr. Gary. So, Marcus? Yes, I have. From the comments we heard today, I have two messages to say. We take a lorry from Switzerland through Germany, Poland, into Ukraine, and that still has capacity on it. So those food parcels from Germany might be able to just join us there, might be loaded in. We don't need to export Swiss air to the to Ukraine, so we could fill it up with some equipment that is needed there. Saves them the travel to go and pick it up. That's one thing. And the other thing is we have a big donor in the US, and he donated 15,000 generators. That's 15,000. There's no comma mistake there. So that's about 100, gen 100 containers full of generators. So if any one of those people with the projects need generators, there are small ones from, I think, 4 to 6 or 8 kilowatt. If you're interested in that, get in touch with us and we'll see if we can let you have some of those. They are fuel and they are checked they should be all in perfect working condition so let us know if you're in need of a generator praise god thank you marcus for mentioning that to us today we're going to go to 
at this point, Dr. Yuri, Dr. Yuri, I think you had one more thing to share. Yes, I remember an amazing story that amazed me. You know, I'm driving, we are driving from Poland to Ukraine because to, tomorrow we should deliver 150 meters cable or to connect one of the generators for our clinic. And just behind me sits a lady. Um, she doesn't speak English, so she doesn't understand that I'm just sharing with her story. When she got married, she just was baptized and had this church and uh, she prayed a lot to the Lord uh, will give her uh, a son. And she was inspired with a, an example of uh, a biblical Anna, mother of Samuel prophet. And so she prayed and the Lord gave her a son. And she promised uh, that her son will serve him. So the driver who is visiting the most dangerous places and driving when with blankets, it is her son. Oh my. And he's serving. So the Lord is amazing. So, and he's a young boy, 20 years old, but very brave and in his helmet and body armor. So he's very brave. And the Lord is good. Amen. So thank you. Thank you for the time for sharing this story. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Yuri. And we have with us on the line Nadia from your camp. It was the eighth month of construction, and we can already see a wonderful building in our camp. During this time, we fully launched the ground floor, where are toilets, showers, laundry, and boiler room. Also, the first floor was powered warm floor, plastered walls, and a small conference hall is already in operation. On the second floor, everything is ready to pour a warm floor. The third floor is special in that even with its imperfection, it acted as a large assembly hall for large-scale meetings. This is the great experience we want to share. Winter. It's cold outside. It is not possible to hold meetings in a big tent. There is no place where people can gather together, sing, pray, listen to inspiring words. Then maybe it's worth canceling everything. No. Before the beginning of the new year, we prepared a small conference hall. It was also not completely finished, but this didn't prevent us from holding the first Pathfinders meeting in 2023. We also used other rooms on the first floor so that the children could spend time together, play games and attend seminars. Then there was an opportunity to receive young people. There were many of them and we faced a challenge again. But even again, God did not leave us. With joint efforts, in a short period of time, lighting was carried out on the third floor, heating was connected. One wall, which was a stage, was plastered. That's all we need at the time. The meeting was successful. Three young people were baptized and another 14 responded to the call. The baptism took place in the same assembly hall in the pool which was taken upstairs. The building is not yet finished, but with God's help and caring people, it is already working for good. This is a great experience for us. People who had the opportunity to spend holidays and weekends here we're also impressed. Tell us how has this building impacted the work at your camp? 
Oh, okay, yes. Okay, in this at first in this building we have a shower room toilets for us and for people who is in our camp. Also, mm, we had Pathfinder meeting uh, in this year in 2023 and uh, we have meeting a meeting we had meetings in the small meeting room at the second on the second floor and also when we have this young meeting we had we had these meetings on the third floor okay Igor says about what i just told you and also this building will help us on february when we have meeting for disabled people for one week also we have school for people who work with pathfinders also we have we will have uh, yes uh, also we will have a meeting for ch uh, past pastors ch uh, children and in these meetings we they will have lectures also meetings and speak about his life we'll speak about his life like this yes and we believe that god god help us to do this project and open a new project for us when we can help to other people Thank you so much for giving us this report today, Igor and Nadia. Thank you for helping us to understand the situation there. We'll be praying for the Lord to bless you and the facility there. And Igor, just again, thank you for all your work to help bring this to a reality. And we're excited that you have a building there that can function and be a vital part of what's happening at your camp to help young people who are being affected by the conflict there in Ukraine. Again, friends, you are getting an update about what's happening in Ukraine. Right now, we're talking to Igor and Nadia from your camp. And what a blessing your contributions have been to the work at your camp. They're not done yet with the building completely, but you can hear in their report that they're using the building, and we praise God for that. So we praise God for that. And friends, thank you today for watching this report on an update in Ukraine, what's happening there. Your continued prayers, your continued support, your continued encouragement are essential to help maintain the efforts that are being made there to relieve suffering and to encourage people that are in very difficult and challenging circumstances. So thank you again for what you're doing. May God bless you. Please watch this report, but not only watch it, but share it with your friends and family. God bless you. Thank you.